Welcome to Policy Today, thoughtful discussion of current issues vital to the future prosperity of Washington State, produced by the Washington Research Council. Hello, and welcome to the Washington Research Council's Policy Today podcast. Uh, we're having a special episode today. We have a, a guest, David Matsuda, who is a national transportation expert with nearly two decades of experience leading, overseeing, and working in federal transportation agencies, uh, giving him a deep understanding of how the federal government makes decisions. Most recently, he served as a U.S. Maritime Administrator, where he managed more than $1 billion of federal investment into U.S. ports, shipyards, and shipbuilding projects. Um, currently, he works with public and private organizations of all sizes, providing advice on federal matters and helping develop successful marketing, legislative, regulatory, and policy development strategies. Uh, Mr. Matsuda is uh, today attending in Seattle the National Maritime Trade Association's Maritime Economic Forecast Breakfast, and uh, we are very pleased to have you here. Mr. Matsuda, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, well, first question I have for you is you are here to um, preview a policy review on competitiveness in Washington State. Could you tell us about that, please? Happy to. Uh, I was asked to take a look at some of the challenges that lie before the state and its maritime industry. Uh, as you know, there's uh, a number of things going on in the world that are going to impact the, the industry's ability to compete, uh, compete for cargo coming through the state's uh, ports and harbors, to compete for uh, shipbuilding business, for, say, refreshing the fleet of uh, fishing vessels that waters. Mm -hmm. uh, also looking at how competitive the supply chains and, and uh, can be for moving cargo, not just through the ports, but over land mm. uh, corridors as well. Uh, and last, looking at the uh, opportunities to compete for uh, new talent and uh, really the heart of the industry, which is the people, and how do we get that next generation of, of workers trained and interested in, in working in the industry. Interesting. Um, and on that last point, I know that's sort of a, a universal uh, question for um, maritime industry and lots of industry here in Washington State in um, getting that next generation trained. So could we start with that and maybe expand on that a little bit more? Sure. Well, you know, we're, we're still at the beginning of this, uh, of this review process, so uh, we don't have any hard data yet. Mm-hmm. I know that there was a 2013 economic analysis done of Washington State's maritime industry, and it was pretty comprehensive. It talked about the, uh, the value, uh, the economic value of the, the contributions of the industry to the state economy mm -hmm. and the jobs that, are, that, uh, that it produces. And, and when you look at that, it's, uh, you can easily see just how impressive the uh, uh, you know, the industry really is. And, but the jobs are key. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you're always in a constant competition for, uh, you know, finding new workers, whether it's uh, skilled labor, uh, working in shipyards or uh, shipboard jobs where you need, uh, you know, advanced uh, degrees and experience. You know, to get a fully qualified captain, it could take up to nine years if, of sailing on a, a Coast Guard license. So, mm. you know, 
know, these are, these are not books you can just train overnight. Oh, yeah, I imagine. And, you know, we're talking about good, good paying jobs here, aren't we? We are. All right, so in addition to jobs and uh, finding skilled workers, could you expand a bit more on other competitiveness uh, challenges facing, facing Washington State? Well, yes, as, as mentioned earlier, competing for cargo is a real challenge when there are supply chains uh, to and from the U.S. that go all over the world. And as you know, a lot of the, the ships that visit Washington State's harbors are carrying cargo not just death and for Washington State, but locations in the Midwest and throughout the country. Mm-hmm. And many times, those shippers have choices of how they want to get their their goods and commodities moved. Mm-hmm. It's a constant competition to try to convince them to utilize the, the services we provide here in Washington State. Yes, I can imagine. Um, how will the new Seaport Alliance between the ports of Seattle and Tacoma impact Washington's trade status? Well, this morning we heard from both the Port of Seattle and Port of Tacoma leaders, uh, at, and, and both of them had very positive things to say about the alliance. Uh, as you know, it's only a, about a, a year old or so since they mm-hmm. started taking action to form this. And I think it's very promising. I Personally, I've visited a number of ports and around the country and witnessed their governance structures, and I think this is one that has promise. In fact, some states have their own state organizations to manage their ports. Mm-hmm. Washington has, as you know, a number of different facilities. So, uh, But this seems a good way to make sense that, to coordinate on how best to utilize the region facilities infrastructure and help plan uh, in ways to, to manage okay. the cargo that moves throughout the region. Great. Well, that's good to know we're on the right track then. Um, and then uh, what sort of competi- competition does our state face uh, for our market share? For example, uh, vis-a-vis Canada, Southern California, Panama Canal, and so on. Well, as I mentioned, the uh, different trade lanes that are available uh, probably the most obvious competitor uh, is the uh, British Columbia mm-hmm. or Vancouver for container traffic. They're, they are just, you know, our neighbors to the north here, and it's, it's, very, it's a very stark contrast uh, when you look at the, the, the different kinds of the factors that play into the decision whether to shift through one port or the other. For instance, there are uh, U.S. tax uh, laws that basically require a, uh, a tax to be paid to come into the, the port here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's out of the control of the, the port. Uh, it's something that every uh, U.S. port has to has to pay, or every shipper through the port. Mm-hmm. But if you go to Canada, you don't have to, to pay the harbor tax, and so it, it has uh, a pronounced impact here when you contrast the, the two different opportunities. Oh, interesting. Yeah, well, that seems like a, a, a competitive disadvantage then. It is, and I know that the uh, Washington State congressional delegation is working very hard to, to try to uh, mitigate that impact, maybe find some smarter ways to be able to, uh, you know, finance the, the needs of our harbors and uh, the infrastructure that the federal government 
Mm-hmm. Okay. There's got to be a fair way to do it that won't impact or bias against the ports here in Washington State. Sure. Um, so that that's one thing perhaps we could we could be doing, and it looks like the, our our delegation is working on doing. Um, what uh, what else could or should we be doing to enhance our ports uh, and our maritime industry to remain competitive? Well, that's really what the purpose of the study is. Mm-hmm. As we reach out and hear from stakeholders in the region and the state, uh, we'll hopefully learn more and, and see what trends and, and ideas that, that folks have. But like I said, I offer up these examples that places really stand out that, mm-hmm. and are obvious. Uh, I can tell you that uh, you know there are on the regulatory and permitting side, uh, there are things that we're, we're hoping to take a look at what other states are doing you know there may be opportunities for improvement and there may be things that are, that are going really well and we want to highlight those as well sure um and again when when um how long do you think this the study will uh take and when will we see um uh its completion or some additional recommendations well we hope to have Yes. And, uh, you know, building on the important work that was done in the 2013 economic uh, cluster uh, impact study. Yeah. Well, having more data and information is always a good thing. Um, we are data geeks here at the Washington Research Council, so we're all in favor of that. Um, uh, another question about rail. Um, what role does it play, does rail play, in today's trade landscape? Mm-hmm. They actually are called discretionary cargo, mm. and, and so the, those are those are the cargoes that shippers have choices of where they want to ship through. Okay. And to get beyond the, the, the port of Seattle, you have uh, opportunities to ship through rail or through trucking mm-hmm. uh, or through barges or other pieces of transportation. Uh, once you get through that gateway, and these land side investments and services are really important. They've got to be coordinated with the ports uh, to help establish those supply chains yeah. that, that you're, you know, are offering to compete with. Right. So r- rail plays a, an extremely important part of this. Uh, it offers uh, an efficient uh, way and, and cost-effective way of moving large amounts of goods. I know that the, the private railroad companies that have made the investment in their, their infrastructure are um, Sure, absolutely. Well, uh, David Matsuda, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it very much. And um, maybe we could have you on again once uh, you've completed the policy review to to um, circle back and talk some more about how important um, maritime trade is to our state economy. My pleasure. I'd be happy to do it. Okay, thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, bye now. All right, bye-bye. 
Policy Today is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.